Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Well, howdy, everybody. This is the Potent Pictures Podcast. I'm Dave, as always, and I'm joined by uh, Matt and Peter. Unfortunately, Sean was unable to join us this evening, uh, so maybe we'll get along without him. And uh, today, we came to talk about Alien Covenant, the latest version in uh, or in the Alien series. We'll, we'll get into that, what counts as uh, Alien series, uh, a little bit later. But, uh, but as always, we like to go into uh, what we're watching and what we're drinking. So, uh, Matt, what are you watching and what you drinking? So, I actually kind of jumped on the bandwagon that you guys started or maybe peter started and kind of offended a few friends who i didn't listen to like a year ago and watched rick and morty and uh i watched that i, I you know it's only two series you know two seasons it's you know less than like a ne- regular network um, single series in terms of episode count but I'm, I'm slightly ashamed but also proud to say that i was able to uh, get fully caught up on that entire series which is obviously a, a kind of a praising of it in of itself so definitely worth checking out as been said before it was helpful that i had a few flights that you know gave me something to do so that you know you might not be able to get to it in a week but uh <laughs> you know it's definitely worth seeing um if you enjoy like archer or futurama um or just good television i'd, I'd say you should definitely uh give it a shot is it I, I think it's still not on netflix i think hulu's the only option um it's the but, only place yeah so it's worth it it's a shame that you know we don't know when we can see season three i think season two ended about a year and a half ago or two years ago and obviously Aside from a little April Fool's prank where they showed one episode from season three, we don't know when we'll get to catch it. So I am happy that it's taken me this long to watch it just because of that. Um, well, I'm going to be waiting less than other folks have had to. And uh, I also watched The Town, which is a good Ben Affleck flick, which I don't know I don't know where, where it ranks critically um, or with like fans, but I think that's definitely a great movie. Blake Lively, Jeremy Renner, John Hamm, awesome bank, bank rob- robbery flick, and, and, you know, Boston. So it's... Uh, Great, great movie. Definitely worth checking out. In terms of drinking, um, just doing a whiskey coke. Nothing too fancy, uh, but does you know does the job. So yeah. What about you, Peter? Yeah. So first, I wanted to say for any Rick and Morty fans out there, there is a Rick and Morty Alien Covenant, uh, you know, advertising <laughs> little trailer, which is thoroughly enjoyable. So anybody who does like Rick and Morty, go watch it. And actually, even if you don't watch Rick and Morty, if you watch it, you'll kind of get a feel for what the show is like. So. Uh, Matt, were you able to catch that? I know I sent it out. I think while you were mid watching the series. Yeah, I think I think I was too. Uh, I, I wasn't sure there was gonna be spoilers somehow, or I wasn't sure if I knew the show enough to give it a shot. So, and then I ended up forgetting about it. So, I, it's definitely something I'm gonna watch um, once we get done here today. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's very short. It's I think it's 15 seconds, but I know Dave, you watch it. It's it's a funny 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. So very much, totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so what am I watching? The same thing with Matt, more plane rides this week. So what did I what did I take up? I actually watched something I've been meaning to watch, and the only reason I wanted to watch this is I, I watched the original, and that's Triple X, and I watched the sequel on the plane, which I think is The Return of Xander Cage. I'm not sure if either of you guys saw this movie. It's uh it's thoroughly ridiculous. It's thoroughly bad. It uh <laughs> I there's a soft spot for me for Triple X just because I remember God, hell, that was early 2000s, I think. So, you know, probably high school for all of us. And it was one of those fun action flicks when Vin Vin Diesel was starting to become popular. In fact, this was the movie that convinced him to to take a break from the Fast and Furious movies. So (laughs) it's essentially just a sampling of what it would be like to have Vin Diesel be a spy. But I was listening to another podcast and they, they describe it perfectly, which is he's kind of a doughy old man spy. He, he's not very quick. He's not really very nimble. It doesn't really make much sense. And the the premise of the movie itself is pretty ridiculous. But for anybody who wants... I thought you were yeah. going to say he couldn't jump on a pogo stick um, when you described <laughs> him as not nimble or quick. <laughs> but I, I do want to ask, so you're saying this is the sequel, but you're completely ignoring the Ice Cube. <laughs> State of the Union. That didn't happen. No one, no one talks about that movie. Yeah, I, I ignore it because I didn't see it, and because it never happened. Is that a franchise where, where, where we're actually mincing hairs about what can stand to be part of the the universe? Well, I'm pretty sure they they killed. Didn't they kill him? Didn't they make a statement of why they killed him off in the third one? 
so they do make a statement on why they kill Vin Diesel. And in fact, I guess they don't, I've never seen the second movie, but they do not actually explicitly state that he's dead, except in, I think, uh, an after credits scene or in some sort of a, a special feature on the Blu-ray disc. So it's, I mean, you don't even know what's happening. So again, this universe doesn't make sense. You got it. You got it exactly right, Matt. There's no reason to mince hairs. This isn't really a universe. It is funny because he's building another kind of multi-ethnic, multi-gender team. And it's kind of funny because it literally has the same sort of feel as a Fast and Furious movie, but it's much worse. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, if you're on a plane, go watch it. I, I wouldn't recommend purchasing and or even potentially renting from a red box, but it was, you know, it was worth my plane ride. I'll put it that way. And uh, in terms of what I'm drinking, I've uh, been enjoying some Woodford Reserve. So I've been switching around different bourbons. And this is this is one I've started to like a bit. So just uh, on the rocks, a little bit of ice. It's been quite nice. So and I did mean to rhyme right there. Uh, <laughs> Dave, what about you? <laughs> so uh, actually, I um, finally caught up on watching uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, the live action version. It was it was great. Um, I enjoyed the heck out of it, but um, I was a little didn't know how I felt about all the new music, the songs in there, because you know we all grew up watching the uh, the original one. I think my mom got the the little cassette tape um, for for that, and we played it all the time. So like I knew all the songs, so it was kind of a little different. Um, but you know, overall, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's always nice to see that movie. Um, and also, I. Uh, Finally finished uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, like like everybody else, I, I finally caught up. I'm now waiting for season three. Always a great show, uh, as we we have countless times on this show talked about uh, how great Rick and Morty is. But in terms of drinking, um, I actually picked up some uh, No Label. Uh, it's a Richback Ale. It's basically their American Amber. It's uh, really good. It's um, very malty. And unfortunately, I'm not drinking the whiskey like everyone else is apparently today. But I did go to the Houston. A whiskey tasting event uh, on Friday night, and I drank a lot of whiskey, and I mean a lot of whiskey. You, you know, they had the little spit cans like right next to uh, each one of the individual uh, spots, and did not utilize that, unfortunately. So good job. It was, it was. Oh God, it was. It was a lot of bourbon. But they actually, I came home with a, a nice bottle of uh, uh, Knob Creek, which they were giving out for free. Um, they had a bunch of different options you could take home. So that was kind of a cool little thing. Uh, if y'all are ever in Houston and that happens to show up, I would recommend it coming in. We had a great time. Got to try a whole bunch of whiskeys that I had never tried before. But yeah, that's that's really all I got on that. So having said that, we can start kind of talking on the Alien series. So initial thoughts, guys, on the um, on your overall thoughts on the Alien series. You know, thoughts on the you know the classics and how this movie as well kind of goes into your uh, your feel for the series. Let's go with Peter. I mean, for me, I just actually watched Prometheus to get myself ready for this one because I know it's such a, a direct tie-in. And I've got the original three on, on Blu-ray and something that I enjoy watching from time to time. When it comes to some of the offshoots like Alien vs. Predator and some of those those movies, I actually have never seen them. Uh, and in some ways, I think I'm, I may be better off, but you guys might have a diff- differing opinion. I mean, overall, I think it's a fun series. They've been all over the place. It's interesting to actually look back and see the, the fact that, you know, Alien itself you know, started with Ridley Scott and then it moves over to James Cameron. So, you know, coming back to Ridley Scott is interesting to to see what his thoughts are on the series and where he thinks it should go and, you know, what's canon to him and what isn't. So overall, I've always had fun with these movies. I, I, I like Prometheus a lot more than I think a lot of folks did. And I know the, the critical acclaim wasn't there. And I wonder if part of that is the hype for it because it was kind of Ridley Scott's return to the screen and return to his his very, very popular franchise. So, you know, for me, I didn't have a lot of expectations because those original movies came out very early in our lives. So they didn't have a huge place in my heart or anything that, um, you know, I was I was tied to. So when I came in, I came in pretty fresh. But uh, with all that said, I enjoyed this movie to a certain extent. I thought it did a lot of things poorly. In all honesty, I wouldn't see it again. And I think I like Prometheus a lot more than this one. And we can kind of talk about some of those points. I think they take a lot of the the stupid space crew uh, tropes to the extreme. And it's, you know, I, I thought they would do better with that, given that that was a huge issue for a lot of folks with Prometheus. They really didn't like the fact that the crew did a lot of dumb things. And I think in this movie, they're so much worse. 
Uh, again, we'll get to some of these pieces, but uh, you know, overall, I wasn't completely, you know, taken aback when I left the theater, but I can't say I was pleased. But Dave, how about you? What, what are your thoughts? So I will probably be the one who's kind of a little standoffish on on the on the general consensus on this movie. I kind of enjoyed it. I, I was more intrigued with the the plot uh, of this one than uh, previous ones. Now, Prometheus was cool, just how it, it was set up. I, I agree. I kind of like it. Um, this one's plot, kind of enjoyed how it went. Um, some of their aspects, I mean, you'll, you'll see later, I had some complaints about the what they did, the crew itself, and I know Peter just brought it up about the stupid crew trope, but I, I thought how they tied everything together was kind of interesting. That was probably the biggest takeaway from it that I enjoyed. From the Alien series perspective... The series always has been entertaining for me. Alien, Aliens. I try to avoid Alien 3 as much as I possibly can. Alien Resurrection. As much shit everybody gives to that, I actually kind of enjoy it because it's kind of a throwback to Aliens with the amount of aliens I have to fight. Then you got, you know, AVP, AVP Requiem, which horrible, by the way. And then, we've, then we kind of move into the new one where Prometheus kind of takes over. And I don't really know how, how it all fits together, but, you know, canon versus non-canon, we don't really know. I think AVPs kind of get pulled out of that. But overall, eh, you know, I, I enjoyed this movie. I, I would say there was a lot of issues I have with it. Again, it was the it was the stupid crew, and that's where my biggest uh, pitfalls were. Because you would think with uh, a lot of the movies coming out of recent, I'm trying to think, uh, Life and uh, and stuff like that. And a lot of the horror movies, you know, the big issue that everyone has with them is everybody does stupid things. And that's how they get killed. You would think maybe in this particular case, they would have at least tried to make somewhat smarter decisions. Or at least make the, force the characters to make smart decisions. That was not the case in this movie. So that's really all I got on that uh, for initial thoughts before we break into spoilers. So uh, Matt, how you feeling? Yeah, so um, from a series point, you know, standpoint overall, obviously, as Peter mentioned, the the original Alien and then Aliens wasn't really something I could you know watch at the time. It was something that was came up, you know, an interest came about. I think around the time that uh, Alien Resurrection became a movie, and so at that point, fell in love with Alien and Aliens. I can't remember where I where I sit on Alien Three, which I think kind of means that I'm probably were in, in Dave's camp, where probably not something I need to rewatch too often. But then Agreed. again, Alien Alien Resurrection, despite it not necessarily being great, I think because it was something that was at that right time for me, I saw it in theaters. It's something, you know, I'm, I'm, I am I'm probably wouldn't object to watching. Wouldn't it be a first choice? But if I'm going through the series, I'd probably make it all the way through that as well. Plus Winona Ryder, you know, not, not too bad. Uh, in terms of, you know, the kind of reboot that they did with the prequel, I, you know, I, I, you know, Prometheus was definitely a prequel. That was kind of the most excitement about it because as... The Aliens franchise continued after Aliens. Everybody knew it kind of went downhill. So it was kind of nice that Prometheus you know, was being a prequel, but it was kind of a reboot in that it was kind of bringing it back into that Alien and Aliens aesthetic. Um, and I think it did a great job of that. We'll, we'll talk more about Prometheus and this since they're so so closely joined in, in terms of plot and storyline. But over, overall, I think the franchise is kind of living off of the first two being so good and then just kind of the idea that the alien creature that was created was such a fantastically scary and great monster that that can kind of be added to any story and be a successful movie just because people will go and see it. And, you know, with that, you know, kind of like the zombies were, you know, a few years ago, that that's something that if, if aliens in it or predators in it, people are going to go see it because... At least you'll see that, and that'll be entertaining for for five bucks or ten bucks to go see it. This movie, I yeah, I I was thoroughly disappointed. I I had a uh, I had a reclining seat in my theater, and I had to not use it because I thought I was going to fall asleep. <laughs> so um, I, I think that's about all I ha- all I have to say there. Uh, it made me appreciate Prometheus, which I was disappointed in as well. But uh, Prometheus, at least. Despite some of the, the, the things that Peter called out, it, it had definitely some positive aspects to it. Aside aside from some pieces where this movie built upon or kind of fleshed out the storyline that Prometheus should have, this movie doesn't really do much on its own in my in my you know from my viewing. But yeah, you know, before we get into it in more detail, that's that's kind of where I you know fall. I'm still a fan of the franchise overall. As I said, that the aliens are just a fan, you know fantastic creation, and Ridley Scott Scott did a great job there. James Cameron did a fantastic job making it even better. Um, so I think, you know, it's something that we're going to continue to see. And I think that is a good thing. We'll, we'll just see if this, this take on the franchise can, can carry any more, any more weight or any more storyline. Based on the critics' reception of it, it looks like it will. I, I'm 
I'm clearly in the minority, apparently. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> critics, yeah. But from a box office standpoint, that's not. That's so actually hot. that's actually a good point. I was curious to see. Did anybody look it up? Uh, what their what their take is? Yeah, so it's tracking to do about thirty six million for the weekend. It's it's going to unseat Guardians, but then again, this is Guardians third, you know, what, yeah, third week what... in in theaters, so that doesn't really mean much. And with thirty six million, I think Guardians made like thirty five million, so it barely yeah. did it. This one had a lower budget than Prometheus, which is interesting. Uh, and partly, I, I would guess, cast. due to the cast. But yeah, it doesn't have Idris Elba, and it doesn't have Charlize Theron, and, and whatnot. And I think they were hoping to to clear a more, little more cash, given that the first one had such a huge kind of following to it. Because, again, it was Ridley Scott coming back, and this one doesn't have as much buzz. But but yeah, I mean, $36 million isn't isn't great and i think they're already saying given this weekend is unless something crazy happens it, it's going to be uh, far lower than prometheus and some of the others so in fact actually this this opened lower than alien versus predator hmm. yeah that that makes sense and I, I will say actually i'm disappointed that it did better than um obviously critically it did but financially it did better than uh, king arthur as well and i think in both in both areas king arthur i'd, I'd rather watch king arthur again than than this for sure so yeah, so interesting little interesting little question i was just looking up ridley scott's uh like his his film history of all, everything he's directed he's not really done many sequels and if if any it's basically been um these two alien ones it looks like he does his one off and then gets away from it directing wise which might be an interesting thing that he just does not like doing sequels or did he state that he really wanted to come back to this uh this this franchise well, I'm trying to think what were what were the other ones that he may have had that would that had sequels. That I don't know. Do? That's the thing is it's it's all been it's been all been one off movies that you really can't. Um, I'm like I'm I'm looking. Blade Runner is the one that comes to mind, but he's just a producer on. Yeah, that. that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like it's it's literally been all these movies that I'm looking at. It's basically just he does his one offs and like gets in and gets out of the series. To be fair, though, when you're not gonna have a sequel to Black Hawk Down. Um, or Kingdom of Heaven, or even oh, The Martian. You, so, you I mean, could have. You could. So, you I mean, could. <laughs> he chooses movies that tend to not have sequels. And I assume that, I don't know the, the backstory to Aliens, but I'm pretty sure the only reason they had a sequel was somebody came up with a good story and Alien was such a good, you know such a well-received movie, they decided to go ahead with it. I'm sure he probably didn't intend to. Cam, I think somebody came up with it. I think that's how, didn't that, in Aliens, the reason why You're right, Cameron he was right able it. to, but didn't he uh, use that as the way to levy to get Terminator 2, maybe? There was, it was something he had done, or maybe there he is, used Terminator to do Aliens. Like yeah, it was yeah, something. There is something like that. Yeah, there's definitely a, something about him getting started was definitely tied into him. Yeah. Good call out. So anyway, we'll, we'll move right into spoilers at this point because I know everybody's kind of dropping the bits to kind of start talking the specifics of this movie. So first up, big thing I kind of wanted to talk about, and this kind of ties into Peter's uh, initial thought of stupid decisions, a couple's only crew. I know they were kind of selling that, the big thing in the trailers. How do y'all think that actually worked out from a, from a standpoint of a crew working together, all being couples? I was just going to say, from a colonization, which is the, the goal of this mission was colonization, I can see the motivations to do it. Um, if you're making that decision, it, maybe that outweighs the risks of conflicts of interest. But the, it, in terms of how it worked out, it didn't work out well for anybody. I don't think no. there's any couples at the end of the movie. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean... It, well, like, but I mean, it drove them to do stupid decisions based on. I I actually disagree. They were making they were making terrible decisions regardless. Yeah, true, but I but, don't think I can I don't think I can call out one where the decision that was made that was poor was actually because of the couple. Uh, I could tell you one. I could tell you one when okay. he flies the damn ship into the atmosphere. I I think it was stupid because he's technically risking two thousand people for his wife, right? Because if something did go wrong he would crash the entire ship and they'd all be dead. So you're right. I met, uh, you're, you're right. That was stupid. And it was, you know, obviously not something that was intelligent. I just was trying to think of the stupid things that actually resulted in peril. And that, that wasn't one of them, but I think you got it right though, is that in general, the crew is just <laughs> dumb. I mean, regardless of the couples, yeah. they're just really dumb. The funny thing to me, and you kind of mentioned, you know, the whole repopulation piece. When I first heard about the movie, and they were playing this as, you know, a colonization ship. I didn't see them as crew at the time. I kind of saw them just as people on the ship. You know, obviously they are crew as well. But when the movie kicks off and it explains to you that this is the skeleton crew for 2,000 other people, it makes a lot less sense why you would have the crew also be couples because 
they literally are what is protecting the entire 2,000 sleeping passengers. So you most likely wouldn't have couples also be crew because if they're making decisions to keep everybody alive, how likely is that, right? Yeah, sacrifice the crew before a, a crew member. Yeah, that's a good yeah. That's a good point. Actually, during the trailer, I thought they were the passengers also, not just the crew, but that's a good call out. Exactly. When you get to the movie, you know that, okay, there's other people that couples are not. 2,000 people, there's going to be some baby making. Plus the fetuses. <laughs> so, you know, that wasn't that big of a deal. So, speaking of that, of the crew issues there, I was a little upset Franco was not actually in the movie. You know what I mean? So, I know I told you all to watch those um, those prologues. intros before, yeah, the prologues beforehand. It, he was the original captain. But basically, within the first minute of the movie, they kill him off without him actually being in the movie. He's uncredited in the actual film. I was a little disappointed by that because I thought that would have been a kind of an interesting thing to see him in this movie because he's always an entertaining... Uh, actor to have in some things except for that one movie you were talking about last week uh peter what was that why him or something like that yeah why him no, no good yeah to, to to be fair why him looked terrible yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> what i found interesting about franco dying i mean first of all yes you had a big name actor dying at the beginning but what was weird is that dave if you had never recommended to watch the prologues before the movie started you would have no clue Franco is in this. So, True. I mean, usually what happens when they do that in movies is they sell the whole movie, kind of similar spoilers for life. They sell Ryan Reynolds as being a big part of the movie. And then very early on in the movie, something happens to him. Whereas in this one, you didn't even know he's in the movie. And then they kill him. And he literally has, the only scene he has is a, uh, a recording of him that's played by Daniel. So it's just really odd because it's not even like he's selling anybody to get into the theaters. He, it's almost like he was just on set and like, hey, Franco, you want to be in the movie for about 10 minutes or not even 10 minutes? You want to be in for about 30 seconds? <laughs> it's really odd. Yeah, Peter, I completely agree. I, I thought maybe I missed a trailer or like a, a remarketing piece that was going on that would have showed me Franco was in it. Because when I, when I got in and I was watching, I was like, I had no idea he was even in this. And <laughs> like you said, normally when they do, I didn't think life didn't come to mind, but Scream did, right? Where Oh, um, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. yeah. Drew Barrymore, yep. right? So, so Matt, um, you, so you're agree. telling me you didn't watch my suggested prologues? I think you sent those to me. I was mo- helping a friend move and right right before I was going to go see the movie. So I did not get to uh, see it. Uh-huh. Excuses. <laughs> excuses. We don't we don't appreciate your excuses. This is more important than helping someone move. Did you at least get beer and pizza? I got popcorn at the th- at the movie after. Did they pay for that? They did. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's nice. So that that's probably more expensive than a pizza and a six pack of beer. Probably, yeah. That's so a good point. it probably is. <laughs> so you got your money's worth. All right. Yeah. So how do y'all feel about Daniels as the the new Ripley? Because she's you know they've been they've been slowly introducing the female. This has always been a f- strong female protagonist series, right? She's the new Ripley. How did y'all how did y'all feel as her as the new badass girl in this one? So it's it's unfair to say this, but I didn't care about any of the characters. So she was not a. I, I get that they were totally <laughs> going for the, they were going for the Ripley, right? She was the Ripley, but she didn't live up to Ripley. She didn't live up to um, uh, Romy Romy. I can't. Romy Rapace. From, Rumi, uh, yeah. Romy Rapace. Yeah. Thank you. She didn't live up to her character Shaw. I think from yeah. from Prometheus either. So I I think. She was in Fantastic Beasts. I think she's a great actress. I like her. I want to see her in more things. But I think the character that that she had, aside from having short hair and looked exactly part like, of cr- <laughs> yeah, going to have her look exactly like um, Ripley Sigourney Weaver. Ripley, yeah. thank you. Um, I was thinking Ridley, and I was like, no, that's the director. Um, <laughs> I didn't care at all. I knew that that's what they were going for, but yeah. just didn't care at all. What what about? Well, no. So I, no, I was going to say, you know, I thought it was interesting how like. The, the one scene where her in Tennessee, which was, um, oh God, I'm blanked down on his name. Um, oh God. Danny McBride. Thank you. Danny McBride. Wow. I can't believe I completely forgot his name. Anyway, so when they were hunting the, the alien on the on the ship, on the Covenant, and she's just in her uh, tank top and she's walking around, I'm like, I'm having flashbacks of watching Alien, the original one. And I think that's what they were trying to go for in that particular scene. But, you know, it wasn't enough to where you could actually get the feel and like the fear that alien brought and i don't know if y'all remember the first time y'all saw alien but like the thing about alien was that it was never shown the the alien never actually really popped up that often and it was always kind of hidden in the thing yeah huh? it was a stalker it was yeah. a stalker it was which which you know to, to your point so when they sh- when they showed they had her showing her her area the vehicle area and the terraforming area you knew okay the aliens are going to end up in this place at some point, because just like in the first one, and I think even the second one, the alien ends up in like a kind of large warehouse type area, mm-hmm. hiding and stalking somebody and trying to kill him. And so you're like, oh, okay, that's going to happen. 
And I mean, there was there was less than five minutes of action in this entire movie. It somehow it's being classified as a horror. I've I've seen comedies where there were more jump out moments. So I'll I'll let I'll let you guys keep going because I'll probably just keep repeating the same kind of complaints on this. But <laughs> they didn't they didn't give us an opportunity to think of her like that. She was obviously a very strong, powerful, you know, in terms of a, a military or a crew member yeah. type person. She was very good at her job, but. That was just something that we were kind of told. We were never really shown it. Yeah, yeah, uh, too much. Well, so. I mean, she 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 made decisions that you were like, okay, this is she's she's trying to move on from the fact that you know what's his face had died, uh, Franco had died. That was who her husband or whatever. But like, you know, she just moved on quicker. That was a base. I think that was what to show she was the strong. And one. that's just that's just sexist because you know women fall out of love quicker. So <laughs> no no big deal there. Oh, poor Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I got bit in the ass one time. <laughs> what I found interesting about her, I actually did, I did like her. I, I agree, there wasn't a ton of development around her other than you know her being the strong, strong female after her husband dies. I mean, I think that was semi well played, but otherwise, there's... wait, real quick, real quick, Peter. Yeah. I think she would have been a strong female even if her husband didn't die. But... <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Make me sound like a sexist. <laughs> um, no, but it's. Uh, you know, yeah, there's not too much there, but I thought she did a good job with what she was given. It's interesting the fact that there's all these other crew members that literally die within, you know, 30 seconds of screen time, you know, whenever they get significant screen time. So the fact that they didn't give her more time because, they, you know, the rest of the crew is so throwaway is kind of a shame. Uh, what's funny about the hairdo piece, the first thing I thought of also was, you know, they're trying to call back the, the visions of Ripley and uh, and the visions of Sigourney Weaver, but I actually read something. The reason she chose the hairdo was because of her co-star from Fantastic Beasts. So, so essentially what happened was she was on the set of Fantastic Beasts and was hanging out with Ezra Miller and just was trying to think of what embodied her character and saw the goofy bowl cut that Ezra Miller had in that movie and said, you know, I think a bowl cut is would would represent this character and it would just be odd enough to kind of fit. So it's funny that at least the way they describe it, her her look in the movie isn't necessarily trying to call back Ripley, even though for us, when you first see it, you know, the first thing you think is Ripley. So it's just kind of a funny tidbit, but you know, hmm. even though they weren't necessarily trying for it, it still ended up coming across and um but yeah, I, I agree with you, you guys, to a certain extent. I mean, the the character portrayal of her wasn't great, uh, but I will say I did. I think she did a good job with with what she had. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the one of the big things that I I freaking hated about this movie, and it was, and it comes to crude decisions again, unfortunately. But I feel like they should have learned from Prometheus. Prometheus actually did this. They didn't wear bio suits on a brand new planet that they decided to go on, and if. Any space, you know, I, I, I obviously work in, in the in that industry, but like if you go to another planet, they're going to put your ass in quarantine. You know, you're going to go down if you've never been there because if life has developed on this, obviously it's not going to be anything similar to us. So it could, you know, super kill you, which they learned very quickly when they breathed in that little, what would you even call those things? Spores. Spores, I guess. You know what they look like if, uh, you know, this is a little throwback to Rick and Morty, the little eye. Okay, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> No, who's those little eye, uh, the eye cereal, the eye sockets or whatever the hell they called it? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah I know. Yeah. yeah the... I can't think of it where the guy would come in and beat you if you ate his cereal. Always a great little throwback to Rick and Morty. <laughs> but like, first off, why would you go to the brand new planet that was not what your mission was part of? Um, secondly, why would you go down with a f- with no bio suits on? Like, they, they did it on Prometheus, but they didn't do it in this Can one. Can we okay? start there, though? Can we start with the, we're going to just pick a new planet and... The thing that killed me. Yeah, fair enough. Well, well, and I agree with the biosuit. The thing that killed me though is okay. You're gonna pick a new planet, and we've done some some analysis because they have crazy space scanners that somehow know all these things. Okay, granted, you, you know it's got oxygen. So the first thing I thought of was okay. You know maybe you don't need a suit because you know you can breathe oxygen. To your point, Dave, biosuits should still be used anyway. But yeah, the funniest thing is. They get to the planet and they don't even try to, you know, maybe circle it and take a look or kind of look down and see what's on the surface. Because the whole fact that this entire civilization that had been wiped out is completely visible from above. Yep. And yep. it seems like they took less than 10 minutes before they just decided to board a, a boarding ship and go down to the planet. It just completely threw me out of the movie because it, it makes no sense. So so on that, just them going to the planet 
It, it reminded me of Sunshine when they had to go. They had to decide whether they should go find the other ship or not. If you haven't seen Sunshine, great movie, you definitely should. And so you know, it seemed like a very. It was very, kind of like a unanimous thing. Like, oh well, there's a ninety percent chance that this closer planet's better, and there's an eighty percent chance that this other planet's okay. We'll go for the closer planet that's ninety percent. You know, probably a good choice. That seemed very, you know, like a kind of a quick decision. Okay, that's fine. And then there's just the scene where Daniel's character decides that she needs to object to it. At first, I was kind of like, okay, that's a good decision. You guys all agree scientifically it reads better for us. And then apparently there's still questioning of the science. So maybe we shouldn't. I, I don't know. Well, Is that just me? I mean, she, she, I, no, I agree with you. I mean, it, it until that scene happened where she, where Daniels brought him in the back and she was like, look, we, we've scanned it. We trained for this particular place. You know, we have the habitation zone. You know, she kind of lays it out for him and is like, this is why we shouldn't go. And he's just like, faith. And that's his <laughs> only answer. That's his only answer. That's literally what it is. But she he, regre- she, he requested objections when they were all discussing it. But she's, she the, she's second anything. in command and you can't really, you know, that's the that thought process in military where they're like, you can't, you shouldn't then, be going against the Same reason he shouldn't even request input then. Agreed. Agreed. As a, as a leader. So. And that's the funny part, right, is that if they, to your point, Matt, if they never would have had that side scene, side scene with, with her and, or Daniels and uh, Crudup, uh, you know, I already had doubts on why you'd do this and how I thought it was stupid from the get-go. And then she gives even reasons that I wasn't even thinking through, you know, the fact that they had done all this background study that you, you know, you as the viewer don't know about. It just gives you as the viewer even more reason to hate their decision. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, was, it was very upset. I wish that scene wasn't in it because one, it didn't add anything. It didn't, you know, it's not like there was a lot of confrontation between the two. And if she was supposed to be a big leader, she would have brought it up when he requested objections yep. in front of other people to actually have a conversation about it. So anyways, they end up on, they end up going to this planet. It's a stupid decision. Um, regarding Dave's question about them not using suits or, you know, that comment, it's obviously stupid, but actually I was just kind of watching Prometheus. I meant to watch the whole thing, but in Prometheus, they referenced that they are wearing the suits because... It doesn't. It's not an oxygen-rich environment. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and this was oxygen-rich, which leads me to think Prometheus. The people in Prometheus weren't smarter. They just landed on a planet that wasn't oxygen-rich. So they should Fair be using enough. suits. Okay. It's very no, no. It's very because there was even a scene later where I didn't know why they weren't wearing like masks in general. It was a quick scene, but it's just that kind of same thing where they don't care anything about keeping their lungs clean. Well, so the other thing was that, that they bothered me was that, you know, when that, that scene after I'm trying to think who it was, the the, the first guard basically ingests the, the, the spores, right? And he's having issues in, uh, what was it, Kareen was trying to run him back, and um, they're trying to get him into quarantine. They're, she's screaming, we got to get him into quarantine, quarantine. The thing was, was that the quarantine, the, the med bay, you had to go through the entire freaking ship. Useless. And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Wouldn't that be the first thing you hit? I'm- it was terrible. I'm so glad you mentioned that. That upset <laughs> me so much. Who designed? So it's not just are the crew is the exactly. crew stupid? But who exactly. designed all these things? Like, even if even if okay, you're gonna have a bay that's obviously kind of like the you know the hangar bay kind of area where you can just mm-hmm. you know you can disembark the crew from. So that can, they can't walk through quarantine to do that. But maybe you have you know it's the future, right? Why wouldn't you have a, a med bay that can maybe yeah. detach or it's on the other side where there's no entrance, Open but up. it actually can yeah. Yeah. pop out and say. Hey, this is a tent for for medical reasons. Why would you not have that kind just, of thing? Just. But um, there were also in a in a, a entire huge ship for repopulating a planet, and they only had one one ship that could actually same thing. Uh, I was thinking leave the leave the ship. So overall, they the the entire design of of the the expedition was insane. I'm glad you brought that up because that bothered me all the way through the end of the movie, which was you know they had to again this this movie for me was just an endless. Um, MacGuffin, you know everything was everything in the movie was ridiculous. One ship and it blows up. The the alien comes out and they've got it contained, and then of course she has to open the door to try to shoot it, which makes no sense, and she trips and shoots the ceiling, which causes a chain react. I mean everything over and over and over. They just there's no real plot. They just they wrote into a scene and then they went wait. So how, how can this get worse for the crew? I mean everything in it it was just terrible. But I mean, to that same point with the med bay, okay, they, you know, the aliens in there and the aliens contained and yeah, she tries to shoot it, but then she somehow escapes from the med bay, closes the door and the alien just pops the window right out. I mean, 
what kind of a ship is this? Is it like made from, you know, scotch tape and, and Elmer's glue? It's ridiculous. So, so Peter, on that, I, I do have to call out that woman was a gigantic. Um, I'm trying to cuss less. She was a gigantic. Um, <laughs> Which one? She was a Which bad one? person. Tennessee's wife. So, right? uh, the, okay, the pilot. Tennessee's okay. wife, exactly. Tennessee's better off, though. They couldn't decide between calling him T or Tennessee. Oh, yeah, that was and kind of. Every time weird. they said his name, I hated him. The character was awful just because of the way people were so emphatic about the way they either said Tennessee or T. Um, sorry, Danny McBride, I do like you. Um, so, you know, this woman, uh, Billy Crudup's wife, helps. They're, they're, these are all valid crew members. I she was Kareen, I the, think. The actual actor's name. It's Carmen A. Okay. Uh, that just that that tells you something about the movie, though. The fact that you don't know anybody's name. And that doesn't. I try not to judge that because every now and then that that you know you can have a good standout of a good movie where there's only two known, and then. But either way, um, they you know they rushed this person to quarantine. She had had some throw up on her from this this person that's clearly infected with something foreign on this alien world. And, you know, Dan, Danny McBride's wife just locks the, the, the med bay to block her after she had blood squirted all over her face because this woman had throw up on her. And I'm explaining this terribly, but that woman was awful. Wait, you, are you, so you're implying that she, At some point she, she locked herself in quarantine as well? Well, if you, blood on your eyeballs versus throw up on a, bla, on a, on a, sh, on a shirt. Yeah, she should be the one that's she should be the one that's quarantined. Well, either way, even if she does that, the fact that as Peter referenced, she does subsequently open it for no reason to try to shoot the alien. She doesn't know the alien can break through the glass, so she still tries to open yeah. the door anyway mm-hmm. after it's too late to do anything. So she's an you know a terrible person and an idiot at the same time, and it just it killed it. That scene in the med bay was awesome though. That was probably the best scene from the entire movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, I th- it, it redeems itself only for the awesomeness of the alien coming out. Although I will say at the end of the day, that's it. they gave away that entire thing with the very first trailer. And I know we always harp on this, but I think the first trailer for this movie showed that it that entire scene for the most part. So, you know, you don't get to see the magic of, of the alien coming out. And I know that sounds disgusting because it's a grotesque scene. But, but you know, everybody loves that scene. That's the only reason that everybody still comes. And they, they, they did do a little bit of it with... Uh... With uh, Billy Crope's uh, character, a little throwback for the old one, a little bit later in the movie. They did, but yeah, but I will. Yeah. I will agree with you though, Matt. I think for me, the movie went downhill right when that started kicking off. I mean, you know, the, yes, they step on the the plants and the spores attack them. Okay, I was expecting things like that. Um, they were exploring the you know Shaw's ship, and okay, I was still on board. And then they take him back to the med bay, and just from there on, I was completely gone because everything was just completely contrived, and there was no there was no realism to anything. They just kept kept making stupid decisions to progress the <laughs> the film in a in a worse direction. All right, well, all right. So then, I think we've we've killed that enough on this. <laughs> we've beaten this dead horse enough. So let's talk about the actual alien itself, the 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 new slash old alien, however you want to talk it. The, the white version of the alien, I think we'll, we'll, we'll stick with. What did y'all think of that one? Uh, you know, less likely to be pulled over by cops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do, do we know why it was white, though? It was something I noticed during the movie, but I couldn't rationalize why it was why that was the case. The only reason I could think of was they were trying to play off the fact that all those people on that planet were that very bright white. So they were trying to hint that it was more a offspring from them or something. Possibly. Okay. Interesting. Okay. How did you what was your overall feel of it? I, I thought it was scary. You know, when it was in its really tiny state, it was pretty creepy and pretty, you know, lethal. I think the second they started having it stand upright and start basically, you know, conversing with David, I was completely out of it and it wasn't scary anymore. It was just gang. I agree with you, actually. When it stood up, I was like, nope. So that was actually one of the things I, I loved about the face huggers, right? Like all the baby kind of small aliens, they were so creepy because they can move in such mm-hmm. quick you know, quick ways and things like that. So I agree. I think we talked about this during the, the alien in life also felt more like a threat when it was small versus when it became like a bat um, type creature in life versus this becoming the, you know, giant creature that talks to, you know, Peter referenced him, but we'll have to get into that from a plot perspective. Um, it, it kind of, it kind yeah. of deteriorated the interest. All right. Well, okay. So the big reveal from this one was uh, that uh, the Android David, or I guess we call him Android. I don't really know what the heck you would call him. Synthetic David from uh, Prometheus is actually the entire the villain of the entire Alien series. He's the uh, creator of the Xenomorphs. 
how did y'all feel about that? Um, that this hate for humanity was the uh, the driving factor between for all of these movies, basically, for creating this the xenomorph, the 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 black one that we that we've all grown up loving. Yeah, so you know, he he was the you know we knew this was coming from a sequel to Prometheus. Um, he's an android. We knew that no reason to think he wouldn't be alive. Him being in this wasn't that you know big of a surprise. It was it was nice because actually David was my favorite character from Prometheus, but. In both cases, we had a Walter character, which was a new version of an android, as well as the the kind of current David from this timeline, you know, this 10 years later period. Neither of them were as interesting as the original David from Prometheus. And for that reason, I didn't, you know, it was kind of not that exciting to see him. At first, I thought it was, it was going to be a nice kind of surprise. They did a delayed reveal that it, he was in the movie at all. He had a hood on him for no reason. Him being the architect of the the end of aliens was another thing that it didn't really tie well to me. I, I didn't really see the motivation for him aside from him wanting to be kind of like a God, you know, he killed Shaw to generate the xenomorph, which he thinks is maybe an ultimate being to create. Um, but overall just didn't find it that interesting. They did a lot of quirky or kind of weird interactions between David and Walter, which was the other Android also played by Michael Fassbender, which were also drawn out, but not really interesting. It seemed like they're trying to make them deep, but didn't really do much for me. Maybe I'm just naive or inept at, at kind of recognizing these kinds of things, but it, did, it didn't, I guess, long story short, it didn't really play for me. It wasn't, it wasn't very interesting, but uh, yeah. What about you, Peter? Yeah, I don't want to repeat. I'm totally on board with you. And I think for me, it was kind of something that I rather would have had not explained, right? Because the whole history of the aliens at one point seemed interesting when Prometheus took off. And then I feel like this movie just kind of tried to quickly wrap that up. I don't think we gained anything from it. David being the architect, I just I wasn't a fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you, Matt. I, it wasn't something I was happy about. It wasn't something that really got me. And especially, you know, I, I won't talk specifically detailed on the end of the movie, but just the fact that the way they ended it, you know, I'm not that interested to see the next movie. I just, I don't really get the appeal of wanting to go see back in this universe now that we have, you know, David being the, the evil captain of a ship with uh, some aliens potentially on it. I'm not, I'm not really not really seeing how it's going to end up tying into the original universe, nor do I think it's a it's a satisfying way after seeing all these movies. So, Dave, I don't know. You might have a different opinion because I know you 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 like some of the tie-ins. Yeah. So that was that was the big thing. The big draw for me was the tie-ins. I actually kind of enjoyed them because it it was a nice little reveal. I mean, y- y'all were saying David's motivations didn't seem to be there. I kind of got it from his cuz I remember in Prometheus he was kind of like a he kind of came off as and, and for lack of a better word here a dick the entire time during Prometheus and he was kind of on his own little path that he didn't really he wasn't there to help the humans as we've seen for all the synthetics up, you know, well other than Alien. But like, you know, Aliens, Aliens, Alien 3, all those other ones, like the the synthetics were there to kind of help the humans. But David was a different one because he could actually create, right? They realized, they stated this is that, you know, the problem with him was that he could create. And all the future versions could not do it because they realized it was unstable. But that instability, you know, he was closer to humans, which meant that he realized that humans were, you know, worthless. We, we were, you know, we created him. And then it kind of goes back to that whole, you know, you know, a lot of games, like, you know, I go back to the Mass Effect type series where it's that whole battle between organics and th- synthetics is that, you know, the synthetics want to wipe us out. Even though we created them, they feel that we're, you know, inferior, so they basically wipe us out. And I think that's the whole draw for it. And he, David, just kept building this whole hate that he was being used by humans to determine where they came from. And he felt that they weren't worthy. So he was like, well, you know what? I'm going to just kill them all. And I thought that was kind of interesting that it was our creation that created the thing that could potentially wipe us out and how they tied it together. That was kind of, that was the part that I, that I was intrigued by. I agree with you there. I, I understand the motivations and you, I completely agree. I did like the fact that they tied off that thread from Prometheus because it was always interesting. David always seemed to have an ulterior motive. And when you rewatch Prometheus, you understand, okay, he's, he's doing the things he's doing because he's trying to help Waylon meet Correct. his goal. But then even at the end of the movie, you can tell he's, he's got his own kind of ulterior motive, uh, yep. his own exactly right. Because he leads to Waylon's death. But I think what was so dissatisfying for me in this movie was it's just not a fun, I didn't think it's a fun way to tie off things. I, I mean, I think 
from a plot perspective and from a logical perspective, it makes sense given the way they've led the movie. I just didn't think it was as fun as, you know, having some some grander alien play play into the the whole piece, right? Because the whole alien civilization from Prometheus was kind of the the unknown and we never really mm-hmm. understood them. And in this movie, it completely glosses over them. <laughs> David kills all of them immediately. And just, he ends up being the one that crafts everything. And it's so, it's just so odd. You know, he, he wipes out an entire civilization somehow, even though, you know, they've created all this advanced technology. It just, it's kind of a, it seemed like a cop out. Fair enough. I, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. And, and to that point, it, it, it didn't make sense that, okay, he can, you know, he can destroy this entire alien population, which, you know, the only reason he was able to do that was because of them in the first place, right? They had that black um, liquid that enabled the, I think, xenomorphs, or I think it was a different kind of morph, they called it, from Prometheus. He could have just taken that virus or those spores to Earth and killed humans anyway, right? He had a ship. I think they made it like a casual reference to the ship crashing. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that was what he was planning on doing. They, so they never actually explained that. That was one thing that I never did understand. But to that point, it was kind of just one of those, like, Peter said, just a cop-out. It was a very lazy, like, oh, well, he can't uh, do that. I, I don't know. It was just, it, as Peter said, it was kind of a disappointment. And I will say, though, the, the, the biggest, the kind of the strongest thing I have to say about this movie, though, is it did make me want to watch Prometheus. Prometheus, I loved the aesthetic. I think it had a lot of strong points to it. Characters did stupid things, but nothing in comparison to this. But from a plot perspective, I did think it was more interesting. And aside from them leaving some of the mm-hmm. motivations out um, for maybe the, you know, more for the engineers than for the, the most of the characters, they answered that in this movie very quickly. And I think if they had kind of tied that out in, you know, in five, ten minutes from this movie into Prometheus, Prometheus would have been a much stronger movie. And so I, I think I am going to watch Prometheus again, I guess, is, is to the point. But I don't know that I'll, I'll watch this again. Yeah, so I was, I was actually going to ask that question. Is that do we know why they created that, that pathogen in, in Prometheus? Did they actually, did they actually say no. why? No. So, so this – and I, I could be completely confusing where this came from. But my understanding was the engineers created life on Earth, right? We, we yeah. see that in Prometheus. Um, he, he kind of basically almost kills himself and his, his DNA, um, recombines into us, recombines into us. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or life on earth that evolves or however it plays out. And then we were terrible beings. We killed each other and all sorts of things. So supposedly this didn't happen in Prometheus. Supposedly they sent back another engineer to try to write things. And we perceived that engineer to be Jesus and we ended up crucifying them. So the engineers hated humans, wait, so they created wait. this pathogen to wait, kill. Really? Yeah, you can look it up. You can you can Google it. But uh, there was, and I, I, again, I'm I'm probably misrepresenting it, but I definitely read something after Prometheus stating that uh, you know we were supposed to infer that from the movie that the reasons the engineers hated humans was because we killed Jesus. And Jesus was an engineer, but that never happened or was explained nor, you know, so it was just all sorts of things that were left out in Prometheus that 10, 15 minutes. I need to go rewatch Prometheus now. Yeah. And, 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 re- and look into the articles. Like yeah. And maybe they didn't actually do it, but I think it's something that they, I think they played with the idea. Mm-hmm. And I think that idea inspired some of the way that the Prometheus plotline played out and they never actually closed that or tied it off. And so the, all that, I know we're talking about Alien Covenant, but all that to say is, Alien Covenant actually provided some of that storyline, not the the Earth based or the yeah. why they wanted to kill America, not Americans, Earth. America. <laughs> that was a very American thing to say. Um, <laughs> but why they wanted to, you know, why they hated humans. It ten fifteen minutes would have just been enough to make Prometheus a better movie, and this movie didn't need to exist. I guess is all I'm saying, and we didn't have to care about the David tie-in or yeah whatever surprises they were trying to pull in for us so i know we've been we've been harping on on the um uh, on the problems with this the movie but i do want to i do want to point out one scene that it it just and you know we were talking about how stupid decisions made by the crew right the one the one scene i do want to harp on is the scene when billy crudup's uh character he gets pulled you know into the little the, the basement this is where like the horror movie i guess they could maybe say begins because he, you know, he follows David down. He, you know, David's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll show you everything," and brings him down to the little basement where the xenomorph eggs are, which has the uh, face huggers in there. Which he doesn't know this. We, you know, the entire, you know, audience does know knows exactly what's going to happen. And 
he basically just goes, oh, take a look in this creepy looking thing that's uh, it's in there. There's something in there for you. And he just does it. Did anyone else get pulled out of the movie at that point? Can I, can I jump into this, Dave, real quick? By because all means. I wrote that down as one of the most infuriating things. And to add on to why it's so infuriating is right before that happens, Billy Crudup calls out David for kind of Peter reference that kind of talking to or yeah. somehow yeah. non-verbally exchanging with one of the, you know, it wasn't a xenomorph, but whatever the, the aliens were, the yeah. white aliens were. And you clearly see that that alien had just killed one of Billy Crudup's crew. And Billy Crudup is just like, yeah, okay, David, yeah, explain yourself. I'll follow you. I trust you because all of this is, all of this is copacetic. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then he not only follows him, but he looks into this pod and we all know what's going to happen. You know, he doesn't because he hasn't seen the Aliens movies, but he's seen <laughs> movies like he's existed in a world that, you know, surprises happen or evil people exist. So it's, it, it made zero sense. Yeah, that entire scene is terrible. It's it's just another example of they just add in these MacGuffins where they try to make the person seem smart earlier in the movie. And then they do things that are so ridiculous. And to your point, yes, they don't live in, in a universe where they understand that facehuggers exist, but... You've just seen all this crazy stuff. And then he takes you off into this deep, dark, dark, dank basement full of these weird pods that he's talked about how he's created these. And I mean, you just saw the fact that these things have killed people and you're like, oh, yeah, it's totally okay. This guy's created them himself. That's a total normal thing, right? I mean, yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, you know, I still stick to my point. Thought it was, I thought it was an interesting plot line. That's my main thing. The plot line was the thing that I thought was kind of cool. How it actually came together different story so anyway we can uh we can kind of wrap up on on uh, the last little thoughts because i think we could probably go another 45 minutes on uh talking this uh but overall wh- how do y'all feel like this one uh kind of goes in continuity wise for the whole series if this wasn't in existence would it would it take away from the story i think i'm with matt i didn't think that this is needed i, I don't think the way that they're trying to tie this back into the original has made it that much more interesting for me because i that's the whole reason you want a prequel right is right you want something to explain away some plot nuances from a property you like and then connect it all together for you to go oh, okay i get it and to me this is shaping up to be the way episodes one through three of star wars turned out where you know you already know what the end state is and they're going to try to do something to make it interesting and it's just going to end up being a letdown because for mm-hmm. me i mentioned earlier i like prometheus enough uh, this one, I think, is worse than Prometheus. And again, I still don't think either of them live up to the original Alien or Aliens. So personally, without this movie, I'd be fine, to Matt's point. If you give it 15 minutes or you just do a few epilogues, I think you could have explained this stuff without needing anything different. I know Ridley Scott's already mentioned he wants to make... At one point, he said he wanted to make four of these. And now I guess he's scaled that back, given the kind of lukewarm response he's been getting. The only saving grace is they might be able to do something where they pull back, you know, I think the the alien piece of it. And I don't mean alien mean the xenomorphs, but I thought it was interesting having this other civilization. I think if they could have tied more with that or, or drawn that out a little more, it would have been more interesting for me. But yeah, overall, I mean, not really looking forward to where this goes. Okay, Matt, how are you feeling? I, I think I'm in the same boat. And I, I it's one of those things where... It's been a while since I've seen Prometheus. I caught a little bit earlier on, like, I think TNT or something, but I didn't really watch it. But uh, I think that was perfectly fine. I think Prometheus, as Peter just referenced, if they had had a few minutes into Prometheus to close out the actual story they were trying to tell, it would have been fine. Or if they had done some epilogues or, or some other way to, to tell that story, this would have all been fine with the engineers, that kind of that kind of background for where the aliens came from. Adding David into the mix didn't do much for me. And the overall characters in this movie didn't add any any sort of value. The the Walter character was, you know, kind of a disappointment as well. So just overall the the, the best parts of Prometheus were absent from this, even despite the fact that one of the best characters was was in this movie. Um, so could could have done without it. I, I get where they're trying to close in, you know, the time, the the kind of story into Alien, but I, I don't like the route they're taking, and I don't think it's necessary. You know, obviously, I'm I'm motivated to watch Prometheus again to kind of see if I'm just 
way off track or maybe I'll, I'll have a better appreciation of it because of this movie maybe something where those two together gives me a little bit you know better hope for it though i think peter you referenced that you did see prometheus before this so i'll hold, I'll hold judgment um, <laughs> i think you'll just end up liking prometheus more and still not wanting this movie <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that, that's fair. I'll, I'll take that, and then and then maybe it'll give me an excuse to watch Alien and Aliens again. There we so, go. Uh, you know, if, if nothing else, you know, this movie gives me that that motivation. What about you, Dave? So I will probably be the uh, the dissenting opinion as always. But so the, the the biggest take for me from this was the plot. I kind of enjoyed that whole David being the whole issue behind the whole villain behind it all but you know i agree with you all that it probably could have been handled in like the epilogue or something like that they, they hinted at that with that prologue that they had put out for covenant they didn't really show much in terms of that he was going to go this bad but it kind of makes to me it always made sense now when we turn and talk in terms of continuity i'm not really sure how they're going to do this because if y'all remember the original alien and i just thought about this while we were talking um the original alien they found the um the the original eggs, the uh, uh, the facehugger eggs, was actually on an engineer ship. But didn't this movie establish that we that David killed them all? So I'm not really sure how that's going to tie in to the to the alien movie. And I think I just may have come up with a plot hole. Do y'all recognize that or see anything that could possibly swing that around? I, I it, it's not clicking, but it is one. It is something where I thought that's kind of where they're trying to take this. I, I can't remember. Peter referenced it. I can't remember explicitly stated, but there was a terrible attempt at a surprise twist that um so since michael fassbender was playing the good android or synthetic named walter and there was also the obviously now that we know the crazy or maybe not misguided but his motivations were to kill all of humanity Mm um uh android david um there's a terrible twist or an attempt at a twist that david was actually walter and he snuck onto the ship and he was going to then bring the aliens or the alien embryos or whatever it is to this planet that they're going to colonize mm-hmm. i don't recall what the planet is from alien so that is something that i was curious about is the uh, planet that they're heading no, towards the I, same I, planet as the planet no because it was like lv something something okay it was so so that's the thing but it crashed on an and it was an engineer if you remember it was an it was an engineer uh ship because that was what they um they showed because oh, it. it is that same ship right it's it is the that same shit so they sh- yeah, they, they show right. like that um the engineer in the suit kind of sitting there and that's when they noticed like the chest burst of the alien that was in the i'm gonna call it the observatory kind of thing but yeah so you know i'm I'm intrigued to see how they try to tie it all together because a lot of the movies in this, like Aliens vs. Predator, basically introduced that the aliens have been around since, you know, the ancient times, like the Mayans and everything like that. So maybe those are not considered canon, even though the Predators, I think it was, was it Predators 2, I think it was, where they showed one of the alien skulls in it. And that's how they were like, oh, we're going to tie these two franchises together. I, I think that's, I could be wrong, but I think that's where it was, but. I would have to guess in in uh, Ridley Scott's mind, those movies do not exist. I, I have I have a feeling he considers those on a completely lower okay, level than his 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 masterpiece of Alien. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I think if you just maybe maintained Alien and Aliens as their own separate thing, and then had a fun little side thing of the rest of the series, I would be okay with it. I, I don't know about y'all, but that's yeah, I'm perfectly fine with the Alien vs Predator universe existing just to. To you know, placate all of our desire to see aliens and predators fight each other, it doesn't need to be part of part of canon. I totally agree. You know, but I th- I think Prometheus and now Alien Covenant, which has the word alien in the title, you know, there's no way for they for them not to. So I don't, Dave, Dave, I assume you weren't referencing those, but uh, they're there now. Alrighty. Well, uh, any uh, final thoughts, or have we just dis- you know sufficiently destroyed this movie? I think the only final thought I have to add is Danny McBride does decide to take a ship that's not seaworthy, and by seaworthy I mean spaceworthy, um, down to the planet to rescue the folks. Because again, they only had one lander on this giant ship with 2,000 people. And when he does so, they, he picks up the crew that's alive, which is only two people. So there's actually zero reason to do this. So back to the people being stupid, there's no reason to risk they, you know, David already referenced that they risked 2,000 people's lives to get closer to actually make radio contact. Now they're risking more time being in that, you know, possibly destructive or catastrophic location mm-hmm. to rescue only two people. It, yep. You know, previously it was 10. Now it's two and it makes zero sense. 
But okay, he gets down there, he picks him up, and the alien gets on board the ship, and he sees it and he calls it out very casually, like, "Hey, we got it, we got it, we got an unwanted passenger," or some generic cliche <laughs> um, joke about somebody being on it. He has never seen this type of creature in his life. If he did not shit and piss himself. <laughs> And say, holy shit, what the fuck is that on this plane or whatever? What the fuck? It, it, so, I didn't it even think about that, sense. but yes. Yeah. It, it, it killed me. It pissed me off so much. And it was probably because they kept calling him T in Tennessee so terribly. Um, but it, it, it almost seemed like it almost seemed like they forced his name. If you think about it, they've never seen the thing either. The only guy that saw it was the um, was the guy who had the big old uh, face burn Brief, briefly. He's the only one that actually saw the alien. I'll give benefit of the doubt that Daniels would would not be as afraid. She'd still expect, you know, to see a weird alien. But I'm with you, Matt. That is a funny call out. The fact that he just kind of very nonchalantly goes, oh, yeah, big alien. Got it. Cool. (laughs) Because they literally they literally don't even explain to anybody on the ship what's happening other than there's something down here and we need help. They never actually go. There's this weird alien eating everybody, and you know. Okay, I was gonna ask, did they ever have that conversation? There no. was a point where I stepped out for the bathroom, and they were talking to the ship, so I didn't know if. It yeah, happened. the whole the whole problem was they couldn't really talk to the ship, and that's why they had to get closer than they should have <sighs> to the <Yeah>. planet. Um, <laughs> yeah, my closing thought is the same thread, which is this is the world's least impressive colonization ship because they have one landing craft. One craft that I guess isn't supposed to do anything other than maybe shuttle things down, but it can't go up. And then how are they supposed to colonize anything? Does this entire ship just crash into the ground That's and they all kind of what themselves? I'm thinking maybe happens. They may <laughs> land the actual craft. That makes the only thing that makes sense in That's, this entire situation is they land the craft. I, so. I think they made reference to it briefly. They could land the craft, but I because of the, the ion storm, um, yeah. which they definitely played loose with just generic space terms in this um, <laughs> new, neutron neutron blast and ion storm it reminded me of uh kong skull island where there's this crazy storm that stops you from being able to do anything and it's, it's you know go figure this is a beautiful planet but there's always a storm happening and sometimes oh, it happens for months on end uh, of course Alrighty, well, boys, um, how about your potent picks for the week? I think we're, I think we've sufficiently uh, destroyed this movie, except for me. I, uh, I enjoyed the plotline, but again, I agree that the it could have been done handled in an epilogue or like a prologue for another movie, because that was the point. My, my main ticker was was the actual plotline that David tied it in. I know y'all were not the same, but you know, hey, but yeah, potent picks for the week. What do y'all, what are y'all feeling this week, Matt? So I, I wasn't gonna do this, um, but I'm gonna since I referenced it earlier, but I'm gonna have to do it. Uh, Sunshine is just a, a fantastic movie. Danny Boyle, Chris Evans, uh, Mark Strong, d- definitely worthwhile. A nice little sci-fi movie. Uh, people argue that in the third act, it kind of loses uh, its heading. Uh, but I, I think overall, the movie is worthwhile. Never once could have even fathomed falling asleep during it, uh, as opposed to Alien Covenant. So it's great. Also, uh, Cillian Murphy. So definitely check it out. All right, Peter? Yeah, so it's funny. We were talking about how you know, this is categorized as a horror movie, but it's not really a horror movie. And it made me think of a movie that I really, really enjoyed. That's, I guess it's classified somewhere in the horror area. It's a story by George A. Romero, and it's called The Crazies. It's got Timothy Olyphant. It's, I think for some, it's a less known film, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I remember my wife and I were going to the theater and we heard good things about it being a scary movie that was legitimately scary. And just overall, super excited about recommending this one for anybody who hasn't seen this would would recommend it. You'll have a good time with it. It's a pretty interesting plot. And, uh, and yeah, go check it out. It's called The Crazies. Uh, Dave, what about you? You know, going on this, the whole space, you know, horror movie, and it kind of popped in my head. The movie I was thinking, it's always a, it's always a great throwback, uh, Lawrence Fishburne uh, movie. Can y'all, can y'all think of it? Uh, horror movie in space with Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, Event Horizon hey, is yeah. a terrifyingly effed up movie. Great I movie. love and that. And I actually movie. went to sleep the last time I convinced a friend to watch it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. Great movie though. I movie. love good, that movie, and I recommend it to everyone because you know it's you know people are like oh it's a it's a space movie. I don't want to watch it. I'm like no, it's a great horror movie. You need to watch it. It is great. And every time they watch it, they they always enjoy it. So that is that is a that is my pick for the week because you know if you if you're looking to get your your jollies off on a sky a scary movie, this one might not do it for you, but but Event Horizon always you know always carries through. 
we we actually rewatched that the other day and it, it is it is great it it doesn't hold up <laughs> as much now just from a a visual standpoint but it is a creepy movie and just to add i'm a little sad you called out Lawrence fishburne and not uh sam, sam neil. neil i mean jurassic park oh, baby Come fair on. enough fair <laughs> enough but yeah so uh so our next movie uh, i'm thinking we were talking war machine the new uh brad pitt film on uh netflix about the uh the general's life i think that's what we were thinking for next week but if we we do end up uh changing that i'll we'll, we'll have sean uh tweeted out on the on the twitter sphere i think that's all we got this week boys oh also uh don't forget to follow us on uh twitter at uh potent pictures and you can always email us at uh on gmail and it's uh potent pictures podcast at gmail.com we will appreciate your feedback i think that'll be it for tonight boys thanks everyone you didn't go see aliens or aliens versus predator man I have not seen any of the AVPs. I didn't even know there was two. I just found out there was two by looking at this. Have you seen Predators? Predator, like How to Catch a Predator? Is there? There's a movie oh, no, called I Predators. I didn't ask if you were on Predators. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. Predators is worth seeing. Predators was good. It had, it? Uh, I think, Lawrence oh, no, I've s- and uh, Topher Yeah, Grace. it had Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah, Brody. I've seen. I like. I like that one. Yeah, that me too. Good. That's what I was asking. Yeah. It was kind of like. Um, What's the what's with the Ben Foster with... and uh, Dennis Quaid? Ben Foster was in it. No, no, I'm think I'm thinking of the one with Ice T. Ghost of Mars. No, no. Do you guys remember when Ice T is in like this giant game where it's um, rich guys hunt a bunch of poor guys? The toy. Oh, 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 oh. The 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 the, the is like the Great Game or something. Yeah, something like that. I. I know what you're talking about. There was books about it, so that's I just remember reading the book. I never saw the movie, but I, oh, actually, New Scratch Jack City, the movie. Tank Girl, Johnny Mnemonic. He was in Tank Girl and yeah, Johnny Tank Mnemonic. Yeah, Tank Johnny Girl. Mnemonic. I remember that. When when did this movie oh. come out, Peter? I think it's like the 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 greatest game or something like that. Or it had to like have that. been the early '90s. Uh, I'm trying to look. I forgot right about now. that. Oh, shit. I think it was Ice T. It might have been Ice Cube. Surviving the game. Surviving the game. That's got to be it. I've never. A homeless man is hired as a survival guide for a group of wealthy businessmen. I've never even heard of that. I've never even seen that movie poster before. Oh man, is that? Uh, it looks like Gary Busey. Oh, it is Gary Busey. That was a fun movie. It was ridiculous, but it was fun. Because isn't that kind of the premise of uh, Predators, where like it's a they they like they a, kidnap humans and the predators try to hunt them. That's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, so it's the same exact plot as Surviving the Game. It's okay. rich guys kidnap a bunch of poor guys and then they go hunt the poor guys. Sweet. Except that Predators was not like that. It was about fucking crazy ass military guys who were trying to survive against predators, and they wanted to see who they could go against. Wait, what? I thought Predators was what? Predators was the one where they they kidnapped. All the different military guys from the different types of groups of military. Yeah, but didn't the predators and, do that? Yeah, they kidnapped like the well, humans and then dropped yeah, them on a the planet. Yeah, but that's the same them. kind of thing, though. Rich people oh, versus poor people. Predators yeah. that are really skilled at killing people versus humans who think they're skilled at people, which the predators are poorly skilled. Right? Yeah. Well, we've killed a lot. You're of them. right. You're it's right. the same type of plot line. You but you're, you're right. And technically, it's the exact opposite of surviving the game, since the predators have <laughs> zero Earth money. And the well, exactly, <laughs> and they weren't Fine. bums. Fine. Well, the, the bum part isn't the important part.